Episode 35, The Life and Death of Nature. Welcome to Thriving with Nature, a podcast that gives you the tools you need to live a modern lifestyle that helps regenerate our planet. And now your host, Hayley Weatherburn. Good morning, Thriving with Nature. I'm just going to be quiet for a second because I want you to hear the beautiful sounds of the jungle here in Bali. tropical birds, the bamboo in in the breeze, sometimes you hear a chipmunk. It's beautiful. Hopefully you hear some of that. Today I want to share with you, as I've just mentioned, I'm in the jungles of Bali. I'm looking at uh, potential land somewhere up here. I say the jungles, it's on a mountain. Beautiful rainforests around me. And I'm looking for some land that I can regenerate and live and then also a place where I can create a sanctuary for nature in a way that humans can thrive in alignment with the nature. I want to do things like permaculture, syntropic agroforestry, some biodynamics, and then create it as this educational sanctuary where people come to learn so they can spread it around the world. So that's the big vision. And that's why I'm here, but today I want to share with you something really interesting. I I just decided to go for a swim in the natural natural pool up up just up here. And it's a it's it's a human designed pool, but it's natural. The water is fresh water, there's little fishies in there, there's a wetlands area that helps filter the water, and then there's also this sort of rock pool waterfall where there's different rocks, there's a little shrimp, there's vegetation that helps all keep the the natural pool clean but it it looks like any other pool that you would have at home uh, which is amazing so it's so nice to go swimming in and where there's no chemicals Uh, but of course we have little animals inside there and today (laughs) I ventured on up and I noticed there was a bit of ruckus in one of the rock pool in the waterfall and I was like what's going on there and sure enough there was a little water snake that had just caught a frog by its legs (laughs) and it was one of those things where I was watching but also just I had to watch myself because I didn't want to tune in and be empathetic for the frog because I would really have felt the fear (laughs) Um, I really struggle it's funny I absolutely love nature and this is the contemplation and the sharing I'd love to have with you today is I love nature. It's absolutely stunning. It's beautiful. It's biodiverse. But in amongst that, what creates the biodiversity is the life and death. You know, the on a more simpler version, the, the leaves and the sticks that fall off the trees that are dead become food for the microbes that ultimately end up feeding the tree again. And it's the same with animals. But as humans, we can very much empathize <laughs> with these little critters whether it's small or large and I think feel our own mortality when we see situations like that I just saw a leaf fall off very very um perfect timing and so yeah I just wanted to share what's going on in my head it was you know beautiful it was this beautiful water snake colorful it had sort of blues and yellows and browns and tiny little thing and the frog was tiny too and the frog was still making a noise you know had I not known it was in the mouth of a snake I would have just thought the frog was you know just singing along and so I do struggle with this life and death but I also see the beauty in it 
you know, I, I watched some of it happen and then I had to walk away because I felt myself tuning into the frog. <laughs> I did eventually come back and saw this satiated snake that had a tiny little lump in its throat. And then it slithered off beautifully or a little bit. I think it moved a little bit quicker than it would after it ate because I was around. Yeah, I'm, I, still, I still struggle with it. The life and death of nature. And I think, you know, when we come across, you know, vegan, you know, the idea of, and it is, I find it really hard to, I've been, I haven't eaten meat in six, seven years now. And and I, I'm not saying I'll never eat meat. I, in actual fact, after studying permaculture and, and understanding this life, death of nature, I actually see that it, it is part of it. I think we've gone to the extreme excess and, you know, completely soulless way of treating animals but death is part of nature it is and so it's finding that that balance i think you know i cannot i always go back to avatar which was one of my favorite movies and how they when they do take an animal for the for the tribe you know they bless it and say thank you so much you know it's like thank you for helping us and you know I don't, I don't speak Navi, <laughs> but they, um, you know, bless it off to their, to Awa, their god. And so that animal should go in peace and it will be fine. And then it's just left with the flesh if we think about it in that aspect. Yeah, so it's a, it's, it's a conflict of mine that it's not going to be resolved in this moment or in this podcast. But I'm curious to hear what you all think if you're watching this on or if you're listening to this on YouTube, pop a comment below. Or if you're over in the podcast, head to my website. There'll be a link directly to this where this will be on the website. And I'd love to see the comments of, of how do you deal with the life and death of nature? I can get too personalized. I can, I can't, like I said, I can't watch those, those animal killing movies, uh, movies, documentaries where a lion's killing a gazelle. I immediately, it's interesting. I've always immediately jumped to the gazelle's aspect. And so I guess on a really subconscious level, is that who I, I see myself as a victim, as a, as a, you've got a predator and a something. I can't think of it right now. <laughs> you have a predator and you have what it eats. I'm sure there's a word for that. Is it victim? I don't think it's victim. I think there's another non, I don't know, emotionally charged word for predator and, and it's victim. <laughs> so yeah, I, if I tuned in with the snake today, it's like, awesome, well done, you caught a snake, you caught a frog, you, you know, well done, like you can eat for another day, you're, you're a happy little snake. Oh, there goes a chipmunk crawling down the tree. Squirrel! <laughs> it's actually a squirrel, it's not a chipmunk, it's a squirrel. Squirrel! <laughs> anyway, I hope you can hear all these beautiful sounds in nature. So yeah, please join in the conversation if you're listening on Facebook. Pop a, pop a comment because it is, it's a, I'm just curious to see how other people deal with the very apex of nature where there is life and death. And I think if we understand our own mortality and can come to terms with it will end one day, then I don't think those things would be so dramatic. And if we could, you know, tune in more to the predator congratulating, well done, you caught something. But it is, I think as a, I don't know if it's just me as a female or if it's just because I'm empathetic, I tune into the victim immediately rather than cheering, hey, well done, you're going to survive, you're going to be able to feed your family if you're a lion, you're going to be able to feed your family, that's awesome. And, and just another point, 
to this is that when I was studying wolves as a kid, I absolutely loved wolves. You know, every, every other teenager had posters of bands and thing on their wall. I had wolves. <laughs> and when I studied the wolf, what was interesting, there's a documentary. It's a guy went and sat out with the wolves for, I don't know, a year, eight months. He camped. He even marked his territory. You know, he was really observing what the wolves did. And he noticed the wolves would never go for the strongest of the herd, um, it would always be the weakest. It would always be... So in actual fact, it makes a pack stronger, because um, a herd stronger, because if their weakest is no longer there, then the whole herd can move quicker. Um, so it would be the oldest and the weakest. They're, they're the ones that would often be picked away. So it's it, in a way, it's actually a lot more positive for nature. It's just like pulling away the, the senescent branches or trees or whatever that die off. It's actually better for the forest. So yeah, anyway, thanks for joining me in today's contemplations here in nature. I hope you're enjoying yourself somewhere and getting to touch a, a plant or at least breathe in some beautiful energy from nature. Um, I wish you an absolutely wonderful week. Thank you. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to my podcast, remember to subscribe to hear more. You also have to come check out the Living Supplement Garden, a garden that reads your individual's body's condition and grows the substances it requires to move towards optimal health and potentially healing your ailments. When we align with nature, we thrive with nature. I'd love to have you join myself and others as we discover the magic of nature together and strive to heal both ourselves and our planet. Go to thrivingwithnature.com.